Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, world, and welcome to A Positive Mind with Positive Vibes. I am your host, as always, Austin Varvel, and first and foremost, I just want to say I hope all of you have been doing well during these times. We're still going through our Mercury retrograde. We should be out of it by June 22nd, hopefully. However, we always have that shadow period afterwards, right? So I'm not really going to get into astrology too much today. I mean, of course, it'll always be integrated because to me, that's a big part of the human experience. However, I do want to get into something a little more broad and a little more on the macro level, if you will. I find that there's a lot of people as we are seeing cities open and states open and we have you know covid restrictions and limitations for businesses lifting we have you know all of these different things going on right now we see the world kind of return to somewhat of a normalcy right is it across the entire world no however we are getting there so with our return to normalcy quote unquote i want to pose a question was our level of normalcy really a good thing was what we considered life to be at that time really satisfying? Was it really fulfilling? Did it really make us happy with who we are, how we lived, and the type of life that we were living? And I want to ask that question because I think that there's a lot of people who are shifting their mindset and they're shifting their way of thinking because things have changed. Things have changed, quite honestly, forever. People have begun to rationalize and really weigh out what's most important with them as compared to what is most important for their way of living, if that makes sense. So, for example, we had a lot of people prior to this pandemic going through the hustle and bustle of life. They were going through mad. They were going through frustrated. However, they were paying bills. They had all the materials they wanted, but they just weren't happy. All of those things were stripped away and people were forced to really understand themselves. They were forced to really come to terms and be honest with themselves. And those of the people that did, they found that a very big contributing factor to their unhappiness was a lack of calibration or a lack of enlightening vibration. Now with that, I mean that people themselves, they weren't happy with who they were. They weren't happy with where they were, even though they had everything that they could, you know, potentially imagine or what we were led to believe would make us ultimately happy, right? Cars, clothes, fame, women, reputation, social status, recognition, whatever it is. So once all of those things were stripped away, we couldn't go to the gym anymore. We couldn't, you know, continue our entanglements or our situationships or whatever it is else that we had. We weren't able to, you know, run from all of our things that we were really, truly escaping from. We had to be honest with ourselves. We had to look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know, what is most important to me? What is most important to my life? And what is most important to how I want to live my life? What what are those things? Is it friends? Is it family? Is it some form of, you know, life purpose? Is it a type of meaning that we think we should give to ourselves or to the world? Is it maybe entering a new industry, maybe picking up a new trade, maybe going to school, whatever it is, 
I think that people were really given an opportunity to hit the reset switch. So I'm talking about this right now because I want to introduce something that is actually coming from a book that I'm reading right now. And some of you have I've mentioned it before. Yes, I'm still reading it. It's an incredible book and I'm, I'm chewing on a lot of this information. I'm taking my time, but it's a book called Power Versus Force. And it's written by Dr. David Hawkins. It is an incredible, incredible book. And what this book actually introduced to me was something fascinating. Now, the concept, it's a big word. I'm not going to lie. But basically, it's called a morphogenetic field. What this morphogenetic field is, and this is kind of paraphrasing really, honestly. However, the morphogenetic field is, it's the phenomenological universe as an expression of the interaction of endless attractor patterns of varying strengths. Somehow the morphogenetic field or as abbreviated M field acts as an organizing principle, like a sort of general genetic attraction or I'm sorry, general magnetic attraction. So I know a lot of you guys were looking at me and probably looking at the iPod or maybe even paused and was like, what the fuck is this? So, what a morphogenetic field is, is let's break down the word, right? Morphology, something that tra that uh, transitions, that changes, that evolves. Then genetics. So that is the gene expression. A gene expression does nothing more than dictate how a human or humanity will become, right? Because genes are evolving. They morph. They continue to expand. Now, when I get into this, I'm going to get a little deeper into kind of quantum understanding and quantum mechanics or even just kind of, you know, the more quantum ideals or quantum science of things. So take, for example, things like flying, right? When, when humanity, when flying first became, you know, a thing per se, we didn't really know much about it. We didn't even know if it was possible. And then we had people like the Wright brothers. We had people like Amelia Earhart. We had people that took an idea and made it a physical manifestation. They, they created something that would revolutionize humanity. So what did that do for the human gene? Well, the human gene then expressed itself in a different way and it morphed after being exposed to that type of radical change, right? Because the radical change was it revolutionized the way people traveled. It revolutionized the way people thought of travel and the way that they considered time, where they considered distance, how they considered, you know, communicating, how they considered commerce. You know, it changed literally all facets of life. So in our actual genetic magnetic field, I guess you could say, or even our genetic field, our genes then changed themselves. We became resilient. Resilient would probably be the best way to say it. We became more resilient to things like altitude sickness. We became more resilient to things like G-force. We became more understanding of the way that aviation worked and the way that, you know, gravity worked in proximity to electromagnetic fields and, you know, specific materials that airplanes were made from. So, you know, our gene expression, our, con our, our expression of consciousness as a human species, we elevated, we evolved, we grew up. So as we continue now and kind of bringing things back to this pandemic, the human consciousness morphogenetic field has changed. It's morphed. 
Now, what it has morphed to, we are still defining right now, but I want to explain how this pandemic affected our morphogenetic field. We as human beings had this idea of what life should have been. Chasing money, women, items, fame, social status, social recognition, you know, joining the right social clubs, really just honestly what it really comes down to is creating that validation, creating a physical confirmation of a validation within ourselves that we're here, that we made it, that we have been able to attain some form of social equity or equality rather amongst what we consider to be the highest of the high when it came to social hierarchies. However, now we've become a lot more focused on the things that create memories, the experiences that are emotionally driven. We've become focused on things like freedom from mentally, physically abusive workplaces. And when I say physically abusive, I don't mean getting beat. I mean being worked until you're tired, worked to the bone, being so mentally abused that you can't sleep at night to where you're worried about the next shift you uh, take, where you're worried about the next shift you're working, where you're worried about the things that'll happen next. We have now shifted from worrying about those things to really focusing on, quite honestly, what is most important, time with family, time with friends, creating memories, taking risks, just living the greatest experience of human design, creating the best experience of the human journey. And we have, as a collective, been so affected by this that our morphogenetic expression going forward for humanity is going to be changed. It is going to be changed and how we change it is ultimately up to us. And the reason why I'm bringing this up more than anything is that we are in a very pivotal time to define and determine what that kind of evolution looks like. Now, how do we determine what those things either look like or how they're going to be expressed in a way that's beneficial for everybody? Well, let's go back to once again, the establishing or the evolution of the human consciousness in itself. When you have huge world-changing situations that happen, and not all of them have to be negative, right? It could be the protests of Mahatma Gandhi against the British Empire. It could have been Nelson Mandela in South Africa. It could have been, you know, all of the Black Lives Matter marches just last year it could have been this pandemic it could have been 9 11 it could have been you know tiananmen square all of these things both good and bad changed the way that humans perceive not only themselves but also each other now why did those things come to be those things came to be because one single person one single person made a choice one single person made a move Now, for Gandhi, it was Gandhi who made the choice to starve himself on the accord of all of his people to make sure that they were safe, to make sure that they were no longer encroached upon, and truly so that they could preserve their culture and be as they were, peacefully by themselves, just be left alone. With South Africa, it was ending apartheid, right? So with America, it was ending slavery. 
all of these different things that have changed our conscious nature as human beings all started with a single person. It started with a single person taking ownership of who they were. And when I say take ownership of who they were, I don't really honestly think that Gandhi knew he was going to starve himself. I don't think that Martin Luther King knew that he was going to get shot out of a hotel room after he changed and made the changes that he did. I don't think Abraham Lincoln knew he was going to be assassinated after he made he created the Emancipation Proclamation. I don't think that these people knew they either had a short life or were going to be in some form of a threat after they came up with those things. Maybe they did. Maybe they knew just how important, you know, or how radical what they thought was and how revolutionary and truly transformative their ideas and their beliefs were. And because they believed in themselves, because they were so much in alignment with who they were, because they were honest with themselves, because they were honest with those around them, because they had belief in themselves, because they had belief in their divine purpose, they made those moves. They made those moves and they never wavered. They never feared because they were so confident and so established in their belief within themselves that they knew that it was the right thing to do. So where does that leave us now? Well, that now same task is for each and every one of us. And I know it's a daunting task. However, we've been through it already. We've been going through it. If you've been listening to this podcast and been listening to these episodes and been you know, performing the things that I've advised you to do or even going and doing research on your own, you've already been putting in the work. You've already been changing and transforming yourself. You've already been going through and doing the work that's needed to remove yourself from all of your past limitations, from all of your past beliefs, from all of your past shackles, so that you can truly ascend, so that you can truly grow and reach your highest potential, so that you can meet your highest self and how in the greatest capacity possible for the longest period of time of possible. So you've already been doing this. And once again, I want to bring this up because I think that this is so important right now for us to really understand how important this opportunity is for us. We're able to change th what the standard of human existence is going forward. We're able to establish what is important in the workplace, what is important for the life for a human's experience. We are able to rewrite what we believe the social theory should be, or I'm sorry, the social gratification or the social actualization would be to kind of quote Maslow a little bit. Instead of the self-actualization, we're able to rewrite what we think reaching one's highest potential in society is. And I think that that's very important right now because we're able to teach this future generation much more important things than just focusing on materials, than just harnessing and attracting greed to, you know, we're able to teach them much more important things like being there for one another, being there for yourself, most importantly, for sticking up for yourself, for being honest with yourself, for understanding your energy, for protecting your energy, for putting memories with loved ones before demands of a workplace for we're able to even change the way that a workplace even expects their workers to be like there is so 
much that we can change right now. And there's so much that is changing. I'm not saying all of this to say it's not changing. What I'm saying is, is if we really want to change this world, we must first change within ourselves. And if we truly want this world to remain changed, we have to remain changed ourselves. Now, when I say this, I say this to say that as we go through these changes and transformations in life, some choices are much easier than others. Some things are a lot easier to be consistent with than others. And quite honestly, some things are just downright difficult because they conflict so hard with what our pre-existing narrative is. They conflict so hard with what it is that we've been taught and led to believe. So those are the things that require more energy. Those are the things that require more work. However, it's not like that all the time. If you're just beginning these transformations in this shadow work and these changes, it's going to seem like a lot of work. It's going to seem like a lot of note taking, a lot of tears, a lot of pain, a lot of subconscious surfacing, a lot of trauma, a lot of things that have just been dealt with, right? Because we're cleaning all this shit out. We're getting it all out. We're working through it. We're writing it down. We're forgiving. We're letting go. We're releasing. We're doing all this. However, what comes out after that, what comes out of that cocoon is a being that blossoms and thrives and reflects and attracts and vibrates so much abundance and love and peace that the trauma and the history and the memories, they don't even matter. That they have no strength at all in comparison to the love and the abundance and just the light that this new being holds. Now, I know that that's the goal. However, the goal is sometimes more challenging than it is, you know, easy. And all of these things do come in waves. Sometimes you guys, you know, we all have waves of like really, really good days and we're just, we're riding the wave. We're dealing with it. We're getting through it. We're seeing angel numbers. We're seeing manifesting. We're going through this. We're going through that. And it's just great. And some days we're going to have contrast. We're going to have days that are challenging where people are going to challenge us, where workplaces are going to challenge us, where we're just not going to feel at our best. We're going to feel drained. We're going to feel emotional. We're just going to be like, just blah, just fuck it. Right. We should allow ourselves to feel through those things. We should allow ourselves to understand what the contrast is teaching us. We should allow ourselves to understand what the negativity is teaching us, what it's showing us, how we're being able to understand what it is we're going through and what it's what it's here to teach us. Because there are so many things that are teaching us right now, both good and bad. If we're going through something that we don't like, we're being pointed towards a direction that we do like. Because if you're in a situation you don't like, then obviously you're going to be thinking about what it is you do like. So that is how you start. You start asking yourself, what is the type of life I would like to lead? What type of days would I like to have? How, what would I like to do in my day to make me happy? What are the things I would like in my day to further maintain my happiness? How can I attract these things? And you know what? I'm sorry. Don't even worry about the how you can attract those things. Just focus on the feeling. Just focus on how you're feeling. Just focus on how good it feels. And just focus on that moment. So going back to how we're going to change the world. Ultimately, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It starts with you changing yourself. But I really wanted to introduce these morphogenetic fields because 
our world right now as a consciousness is changing. The pandemic really hit a reset on everything and everyone. I mean, you can't find game systems. Cars are now, you know, going up in price because there's such a hard, um, there's, there's a lack of production for them. You know, I'm hearing microchips for these cards are hard to find. You can't find video cards for computers. Just all these different things, right? There's, there's what feels to be shortages. But there's not a shortage of material. There's an abundance of resources being given. There's a, an abundance of resources being shared to where everybody now has the capability to purchase these things. So they are. However, I want to shift gears and I want to direct your attention towards how we could better channel these resources, how we can better channel ourselves and work on ourselves to where this world is better 10, 15, 20 years from now. Hell, it may not even take that soon or that long. It may be sooner than what we think, right? So instead of purchasing that game system, maybe you purchase some more books. Maybe you purchase something that kind of, you know, bends to your creativity or really focuses on and channels what it is that makes you happy, whether that's poetry, whether that's art, whether that's making music, whether that's making food. I'm, I'm a tourist, so I love my food, all the snacks. I mean, I'm vegetarian, but still all the bacon snacks. Give me them all. Cakes, cookies, ice cream, especially. Oh, good Lord. Give me it all. Just all of it. Right. So when we have these resources, I would warrant and I would advise everybody to when we have these resources, use these resources in a way that we're able to really challenge ourselves and explore ourselves. We're able to see what we really love. We're able to see what, how, just how creative we can be. We're able to really tap into our higher self and really learn what it is that we're meant to do. And a lot of that does, they, it does take resources to experiment. It takes money to go to school. It takes money to, you know, get a canvas. It takes money to build studio equipment. It takes money to get ingredients to bake. It takes money to do these things. But right now, there's an abundance of those resources, whether that has come from, you know, stimulus checks, unemployment, whether that's come from, you know, entrepreneurship, no matter what it is. There's an abundance of resources right now. So I encourage each and every one of you, experiment, invest in yourself, invest in your well-being, buy those books on self-help, buy those books on understanding trauma, take those classes on self-development, pay for those therapy lessons, even if they're online, pay for those self-improvement or development classes, right? Pay for those things that will ultimately help you heal you and make you into a person that you never thought you could become really help you align yourself with your highest self help you align you with what it is that you're meant to do and what it is you're meant to be and who you're meant to become and when we change within we change the world when we change within we change the world now that doesn't mean it's good or bad it's just change, right? Change is just, it's just the, the effect. Now the cause can be either good or bad. If something changes, it, it's, it's just a byproduct of some form of transformation. That's all change is. It's just a transformation. Whether that's good or bad is dependent upon the individual or individuals. 
So when it comes to, for example, something like the human consciousness, that requires collective input from each and every one of us, all trillions, billions, all the people in the world, right? All the people in the world. When we come together and make a choice on how humanity should become or what should humanity should do or how humanity should be, that then becomes the new standard. That then becomes the new baseline. That becomes the new foundation of our new morphogenetic code, our new morphogenetic consciousness. So when we make these choices, they don't affect just us. They affect our children, our children's children, and their children's children. These things that we do, I don't really think that we understand the ramifications. Now, I don't say all that to make these things seem very daunting and scary and just, oh my God, I'm just going to stay inside and work on myself for the rest of my life. No, please have those experiences, take those risks, have those you know challenges and experience that contrast because without the contrast, you won't be able to appreciate the abundance. Without, with, without the loss, you won't be able to understand or experience how great it is to really have something or even have someone, right? So I want to encourage each and every one of you right now to invest in yourself, to invest in your well-being and to invest in your mental health and to invest in your highest self, to invest in the things that make you happy, to follow what feels good, to follow what just sets your soul on fire, to be around those that raise your vibration, to be around those that make you happy and don't make you feel like you have to overexert yourself or you have to mute or tone yourself down a little bit. I want to encourage each and every one of you to choose you to choose your happiness, to choose your peace of mind, to choose your success, to choose your abundance, to choose your love, to choose your wealth. Because when you choose you, the world chooses them. And when we choose ourselves, we choose each other. Now, I know how weird and how much of a paradox that is. However, let's look at this. Because when we choose ourselves, when we choose to focus on ourselves, when we choose to do this shadow work, when we choose to eat healthier, healthier, to be healthier, to live healthier, to watch what we put in our mind, to watch what we listen to, watch what we say, watch what, how we perceive, we raise our vibration. So when we raise our vibration, we attract others that have a similar raised vibration. When other people of a raised vibration come together, there's typically something that's created of a higher vibration. Those things that are created of higher vibrations, like telephones, like electricity, like social media, like technology, all of these different things that have been created by either a single or a collective expression of higher self has done nothing but benefit humanity. Now, the way in which humanity has used it may not always be beneficial. However, the intentions of it have always been beneficial. Now, I'm not going to say that everything has been created for the benefit of man because it hasn't. However, it's always a matter of a perception of environment. You know, someone who created an AR-15 could have easily just created something of a mag of, you know, a technological piece of equipment that could have helped in hospitals. It's it's the same thing, right? And it may not be the same mechanically. I mean, shit, they could have engineered, you know, instead of a gun, something that shoots with precision 
a way to extract water from the deepest wells of the earth. I have no idea. However, the reality of it is, is that these things that are created are an expression of humanity's current level of consciousness. They're an expression of where we are as a human species. So I want to once again go back to all the way in the very beginning. The morphogenetic expression of humanity, it's changing. And it does continue to change and it continues to evolve because we are changing. We are continuing to evolve. But I want to really implore you guys to really think about what you're doing every day. I want to instill within you all a mindfulness about the actions that you take every day, the words that you speak every day, not only to others, but about yourself and to yourself how I want to implore you guys to think about the purchases that you make and how they're contributing to either more distractions or more decisions of well-being, I guess you could say. I want to really encourage you all to just take that moment to take that step back and really reflect and say, am I contributing to the world that I want to see? Am I being the person that would live in a world I want to see? Am I performing the actions of the type of world I would want to live in? And if we're not, then you know where the issue is. And it's not you that's making the world a bad place. It's your current vibration that's making a world that has a little more contrast than it does abundance. And I'm understanding now more than ever is that there really isn't a good and bad. There's a contrast and an abundance. There's a contrast and an abundance. No one's really bad. There are a, they are a reflection of their environment and their choices that have been made available to them. Now, can they always make that other choice? Yes. However, how, rare, how rarely is it that that other choice is made? So I want us to remove the fact of a choice being there in the first place. I want us to provide environments where machine guns don't have to be even thought of being made, where gas as a chemical agent to harm people doesn't have to be considered being made, where there's so much of a lack of love within oneself that that's projected onto hatred and racism and prejudice onto others, where we are so unsatisfied with ourselves that we will go and mock and mimic and ridicule somebody that we've never met just to make ourselves feel better. I want us to change this world. And I too, as I say these things, say them to myself. I am in no way, shape or form perfect. I will go back and contradict some of this shit I say probably in the next couple hours, but I will be more mindful of the things that I'm doing so that I can reduce the frequency of it happening. Because if I'm doing something negative 10 times and then I be more mindful of it and I do it only seven times and then I'm more mindful of it and I do it four times then three times then two times and before you know it, I don't do it at all anymore. I then remove that muscle or I prune out that synapse in my brain to where that receptor stops firing. That receptor stops firing and it stops shooting that signal to my brain and body and consciousness to say that is okay to do. It removes it and says, no, that is not okay. I'm going to stop doing that. And before you know it, it stops being done. So this 
episode was really a call to raise awareness of just how important each and every one of us are in contributing to this new world that we're creating. Because there are so many entrepreneurs, there's so much money, there's so many different ways of creating resources and revenue. I want you all to keep in mind how we should share and spend those resources after they've been accumulated and after they've been retrieved. Because if we want to see a changed world, we can't continue to perform the same actions that the old world did. We can't continue the old traditions that the old world had. We can't continue making the same choices we did because we made up the old world. If we want the old world to change, we have to change us. We can't expect a world to change that we live in if we're not making the change. It doesn't work that way. You can't just expect something to be and then not do anything to help it get there. Now, am I saying, for example, kind of get switching to a different gear real quick and getting into the law of attraction. If there's something that you want, you're not going to go, you know, it's, it's the idea that you're not going to go out and chase it every day. You're going to set the intention and then you're going to allow the good feelings to come in and guide you there. It's the same exact thing with changing our consciousness. We don't inherently feel good about hurting people. And if there is that inherent feeling, there's something that happened along the way in our development that made that okay. Once again, that is a responsive environment. That is a reflection of poor genetic expression. Now, when I say poor, I don't mean negative or bad. What I mean is just there wasn't enough strength in the environment to truly give that genetic expression the the source and the nutrients it needed to grow properly. That's it. Does it mean that that's a bad person? No. Does it mean that that person should be condemned or killed or isolated or shipped off to an island? No. But what that means is, is that our planet, our human consciousness, our species has a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do within ourselves. And when we stop looking and blaming others for what's wrong with us and really take responsibility for our own actions, our own feelings, and our own vibration, we start to notice how much the world can really change. We start to notice the difference that we can really make and we start to realize that that one that was the scariest one that was in our dreams and in the closet in the shadows was just us. It was us. We were so afraid of ourselves, who we were, who we may become, who we may leave behind, that we sabotaged ourselves, that we knew we should have been doing the right things, but it was easier to do the wrong ones, or it was easier to just not do anything, to just be complacent, right? I know why you did it. You did it because it was easy. You did it because everyone else around you was doing it. You did it because that's what you were told to do. Now it's time to change. Now it's time to think for yourself. Now it's time to invest in yourself. Now it's time to put yourself first. Put your mental health first. Put your health first. Put your life first. Put your life experiences first. And let's change this world. Let's change this dichotomy of living. Let's change this narrative of working, of our economy, of social structures, of social hierarchy. Let's change the way that the human experience is. We can change this entire journey right now, but it starts with us. 
It starts with changing who we are and what we have been led to believe and what we allow ourselves to believe. It starts with changing our way of thinking. It starts with being honest with who we are. It starts with being honest with others. It starts with protecting our energy. It starts with protecting our aura and redefining our narrative. It starts with taking acknowledgement and responsibility for our actions, for what we've done, forgiving ourselves and letting ourselves move forward. It starts with forgiving others that have done those things to us and allowing that trauma to subside. It starts with you. It, it really, really, really starts with you. And I cannot say that enough. If we want to change this world, we have to first change within. But when we change within, it's permanent. It, it doesn't go back. We don't go back to that trauma and say five years later, oh, you know what? I've kind of missed you. I, I want you back in my life. We don't go back to that insomnia or the psychosis or the paranoia or the anxiety that we had. And say, you know what? Life is just not as exciting without you. I, I think I should bring you back here. We don't do that. Once we're healed, we're healed. It's like a wound. It's, it's healed. It's sealed. It's done. It's gone. There may be some scar tissue, but guess what? We're, we're good. So... I know it's rough. I know it's challenging. And no, I don't know what you've been through. No, I don't know what it's like to wake up every day as you. No, I don't know what it feels like or I haven't experienced that loss of you have. But I love you. But I care about you. But I want to see you happy. I want to see you reach your highest potential. I want you to know that you matter. I want you to know that you are successful every day. I want you to know that I'm proud of you. I want you to know that I'm proud of you. I want you to know that I'm proud of you. I want you to know that I love you. But most importantly, I want you to know that I'm here. I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that you are making strides and you are making choices that are going to benefit you and your future generations. You are breaking generational cycles. And I know it's hard, but you're not alone. Our entire world is shifting its consciousness. Our entire world is shifting what it is to be human. And we're redefining what the human experience is, what the journey of a human being is, what we think a life as a human being should be. Let's make it the right one. Let's make it the best one it's ever been. But most importantly, let's make it one that these future generations don't need to change. Let's make it one that these future generations don't need to fight, that they don't need to dread, that they don't need to wake up and say, you know what, I'm never going to be like my parents, or I'm never going to be like my grandparents, or I'm never going to be like this generation. Let's end that now. Let's end all of the negativity. Let's end all of the bickering and the fighting and the pettiness. And it will take time. I know it will. But we need to believe. Because so long as we believe, so long as we have hope, we will succeed. And I promise you, the light will always, always, always illuminate the darkness. Each and every time. And to quote this book that I have right now, this power versus force. And it's not a full quote, but it's along the lines of. Power and force, it's the same energy. Power is something that is supporting it is encouraging force is something that is dictated it is something that is impressed upon it is something that is literally forced upon somebody let's live in a world of power 
Let's live in a consciousness of power instead of a world of force. We've been living in a world of force. We know what force feels like. We know how force is. We know what force can become. But do we know what power is? Do we know what true power is like? Have we experienced what true power in ourselves can be? And have we truly seen and come to realization of what power can truly do with the right hands and in the right hands? I love you all. I wish you peace and blessings, love and light. And I just want to say once again, I am so proud of you. I know that these last couple of years, a lot of people have felt isolated. A lot of people have felt, you know, just like they're completely alone going through what they're going through. And, you know, physically, you may be alone right now, but consciously, mentally and spiritually, I'm right there with you. I am giving you all the hugs and love in the world. I I just I wish I could give you one of my hugs. Ask anybody who's given who's gotten my hugs. They love my hugs. My hugs are incredible because when I hug, I feel I give you what I think you should need or what you need from me in that moment. I don't think how, what does this hug do for Austin? I think, what does this hug do for this person? How can I serve this person with this hug? And it's literally that simple, guys. It's how can I serve the world with who I am now? And if I can't, what do I need to do And what do I need to let go of? What do I need to shed for myself? What do I need to release in order to truly serve the world in its highest form, in my highest form? And together, we're going to create a world that we never thought could exist. We're going to create a world we never knew could be. And we're going to create a world that these future generations don't need to run from or want to change. We're going to create a true utopia. And I wholeheartedly believe that, but it's going to take time and it's going to take work, but most importantly, it's going to take change, change within. And so we can change the world. I once again, love you all. I wish you peace and blessings, love and light each and every day. If you need to reach out to me, please feel free. You can reach out to me on Facebook, search my name, Austin Varvel. You can go on Instagram on my uh, handle. That's at PMPV podcast. Once again, that's the at sign PMPV podcast, or you can even go on my website, PMPVpodcast.com. I'm here for you. I support you. I'm always here to listen and just know that you're not alone. And if you're willing to put in the work, the world that will become after is a world that you cannot even believe. It's a world of abundance, of success, of love, of greatness, and of prosperity. And I'm waiting for you. Let's all get there and let's make this the best world that we've ever experienced. Peace and blessings. Ashe.